Good morning. Well, today, right before I get started, uh, uh, I want to talk about something that just happened the other day. There was a lot of fun preaching two weeks ago, and I uh, had this numb skull idea that I would get on a bicycle and ride it. So as I got over here and sat, and as I told you, I got about right here, and I had this brilliant idea that I would ride down the steps. It just hit me split-second kind of deal. As I started forward, my body took me forward, and I just I could see myself, even in slow motion, I saw myself breaking my neck, hurting my wrist, flipping over. I landed. My heart rate changed tremendously. I went to Randy at the next service. I said, Randy, I'd really like to do it again, but not like that. And he coached me through a few things. And some people came to the service just to see if I had the spiritual guts to do it. And I did it, and I was okay. I thought that was pretty cool. And I said, God, you know, and I know you should pre-flight uh, illustrations, and I usually do, but I didn't that one. Well, this week, after returning from vacation, we have some smart aleck members that have been sending me emails and news clippings. There was, there was a pastor that had an idea to ride a motorcycle on stage. As he left stage, he wrecked, broke his wrist, and had surgery on Monday morning. So I'm going to tell you, I, I just think God's awesome that he didn't let me kill myself right there in front of everybody. That's right. And... Uh, and here was the thing, and my motivation was I didn't want to get hurt, but I was going on vacation like in a few hours, and I really didn't want to go, hey, Donna, sorry, we're not going. You know, your husband did an illustration. Anyway, got that out of the way. Four rules of refuge. Refuge, fortress, shelter, those are kind of common words that relate one to the other. Those words are very important in Scripture. Those words we read about a lot, especially from the psalmist. That's why over the years of walking with Jesus, I've found tremendous strength in looking to the psalmist, looking for those words. I'm a lot bigger boy than I was in 1977 when I graduated from high school. I won't tell you what I weighed, but I weighed 180, 185 then. Lifted, ran, was in excellent shape. I weigh a few more pounds than that. My waist is quite bigger. And I hate to tell you, over the years, I've found some comfort in different things. And sometimes, I've found comfort in Oreos. <clears throat> and these are awesome. And just won't, one won't work. Oh, my teeth are going to be black right now. And I don't know about you, I'm having a bad day. I'll give me an Oreo. Mmm. Things are good. Now... I just made some of you mad because I'm not sharing. I mean, it's a little bitty bag, you know. But when I do that, I gotta get this cookie down. But as I eat, hey, at least I'm not gonna break my neck. But we find refuge in food. Some of us do, and uh, it's not a good thing, but we do. Some people find it in alcohol, in drugs, in uh, sex wrong relationships, any myriad of things, we, we, we find refuge. Because, see, we have a desire. God has created us. We need refuge. I mean, we are just set up that way. We need a place to go and feel safe, to feel comforted. And that should only be one thing. As much as I like Oreos and chocolate chips and brownies and sweets and breads and all those other things, but what is the thing I really find comfort in? Is it in the shelter of the Almighty? And this morning, I'm going to try to just walk through four simple rules of refuge. And my prayer is that you're going to scripturally see some things that will help you solidify a conviction and build your life more securely on the foundation of Jesus and His Word. 
So open, turn over to the back of your worship guide, and let's look together. And as I get some water, so, so turn there, and we're going to look at various scriptures, because I want you to see this. Psalm 46.1, it's printed right there on the outline for you. And in this, you see a very familiar verse to Christ followers. And it says, God is our refuge and strength, and ever-present, what? Help in trouble. I like that. I don't, I don't know about you, but I get in trouble sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I get in trouble all by myself. Yeah. You're a pastor. I'm just like you. I put on two shoes this morning. I pull my pants up like you. I have a propensity to sin. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I don't have to go into trouble. Yesterday, I just need to tell you a quick story. I was waiting to share it, but it's too expensive of an illustration to waste for any other day. I drive a convertible, y'all know. A little 96 convertible. I really like it. It's really fun. And uh, yesterday, my wife and I, we just kind of snuck off to our friend's house and we went up to the lake for a few hours. This terrific storm hit Lake Martin yesterday. Unlike I'd seen like about 30-something years ago, I remember one coming through just like that that tore down trees everywhere. Lightning show. It, it was amazing. We got trapped at a lower place of the lake under this tin roof with lightning zinging. And we're open air. And I got my bride there. We're not feeling real secure, okay? I'm preaching about refuge. And I, I was uttering prayers. Lord God, you are our refuge. Please do not let us fry here, you know. When the rain broke, we took off to the front porch of our friend's house and we sat there and we found refuge and we watched the lightning show for the next two hours. It was incredible. And every once in a while, I would jump. I mean, it was just so powerful. Okay, this is where the story gets good. On the way to the lake yesterday, I drove my wife in the convertible and I had the top down. Okay? As I pulled into my friend's house, there was a... It was, a, he's got this big carport deal, and I pulled up, but I didn't pull up quite far enough. I thought, no big deal. Yeah. And it rained, and it rained, and it flooded, and wind. I mean, it was monsooning, about three and a half inches. Well, we get ready to leave. I walk out, and I hear this. <laughs> Thought appears to me, Ricky. That sounds like an amplifier. I have a really cool stereo system in my convert. I did have a really cool stereo system. The amp sits under the seat. I opened the door. Water was that deep throughout my car. I was sick. Preacher didn't say any ugly words. I was tempted to. I just sat there and went, gee. I went back and said, hey, Donna, my car got wet. Her concept of wet and flood are two different things. So then she saw it. Anyway, so I sucked all the water with my friends with a wet vac. That's all we've been doing this week. We've wet vac the sanctuary for the last month, and Randy's been running that. It's been him and Mark and everything the other night. So did the car. Then my wife and I get ready to drive home. I'm, like, I'm going to let it dry out now, just, you know, because it's beautiful now. Sun's come out. We backed up the hill, and I don't know where this water came from. It started, I drove home with water over my feet. Yeah. So I borrowed a wet vac, and I wet vac it again. It's sitting in the garage right now. If anybody wants to go over to my house, lay hands on it, pray over it, man, it'd be wonderful. Here's a great thing. My car runs. Has no radio. Yeah, imagine that. They're not built like, oh, where'd you drive it, dude, in the pond? Anyway, here's why I tell that story. Because I need refuge. We all need refuge. We, we do some dumb things. We, we get in trouble by ourselves. I mean, that was my fault. That was a... Just a dumb thing to do. The Hebrew word for refuge is this. 
It's a place to run for safety. Yesterday with my bride at the lake, lightning popping in the skies, under a tin roof I will have you, I was thinking this is not the place of refuge I'm looking for. But you know, I've found every time I run to the Father, to I run to Papa, He is secure for all the ages. And He's a refuge that you can hold on to, can cling to, and He won't fail you. Um, it, it's just an incredible thing here as I look at it. And I go, God, may we learn to trust you. Over in Numbers 35, we'll refer back to that passage in a minute. But Numbers 35, it, it begins to talk about cities of refuge, six cities of refuge. And in this particular uh, story of ancient Israel, there was sanctuary. They, they were looking for a place to go. They had murdered somebody. Maybe there was accidental homicide. And, and just because you had killed somebody, it didn't matter if it was accidental or if it was on purpose, you needed to get away because there was an avenger that was going to come and they were going to take your blood and, and death would end. And God saw that there was a need, so he established these cities of refuge. There's north, central, and south here. Israel's 30 miles wide, 120 miles long. And, and to these six cities, the farthest you could go was a half day's walk. But if you just killed somebody, you could do it in less than half a day. You know what I'm talking about? You could run. Because if you ran into the city of refuge, it was harbor. It was, it was safety. It, it was comfort for you. So the people of the Old Testament knew all about refuge. And in Leviticus and Numbers and other books of the Old Testament, we see that God is very specific and He cares about the details of our lives. So you see this. In, in these cities, they had the power to save and they had the power to secure you. Now, we don't know anything about, hey, let's run to Wetumpka. This is a city of refuge. Well, I will tell you the refuge I know of. It's called Christ Community Church. When we established this church in 1996, I had no idea what a refuge it would be for the hurting, for the tormented, for the broken, for the distraught, for the down and out, for the up and up. And this church has become a place that people have found comfort in their God, in their salvation. They found comfort in relationship with other people. That's a whole other talk, the, the relationship of people here. Living in community, I'll, I'll talk about that in future weeks. But the thing is, all had equal access to refuge if they would go to one of these six cities of refuge. Let me give you good news this morning. You and I have the same equal access to refuge this morning if we only choose it. Number one, refuge is for the righteous. It's not for the wicked, but it's for the righteous folks. And as we begin to see that God wants to give us a, a place of, uh, of refuge here, a, a place of, uh, of, of comfort. Now, we want our prayers answered, we want safety, we want protection, we want care, we want provision. But if we continue in sin, if we stay in sin, we forfeit the refuge of God. It's very clear in Scripture. And God says, refuge is for the righteous. You go, oh no, righteous? I'm not righteous. I don't say right acting, I say right standing. It's a huge difference. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we have right standing with a holy God and we can stand right, declared righteous before Him because of the finished work of Jesus. Now, He calls us to be holy. He calls us to have some right acting. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes we don't act right and I'm glad it comes down to right standing based on the righteousness of Christ. But we run fast. We run hard. But when we stop and take a breath... God's there. Sometimes we run from God. Have you found yourself in your journey? 
running from God. And I found I can run, run, run hard. And when I stop my running, guess who's there? God. And I can run some more. And guess who's already there? Because there's a theological term I want you to write down. God is omnipresent. How dumb to try to run from God. He's already there. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He's everywhere. Thank you, God. And that gives me comfort to know that He's a refuge here. So we run to Him here. So let me say this to you. Just a little simple thing. This whole thing of being righteous, part of being righteous is following His commandments. Part of that is tithing. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that today, but I'm just going to tell you. We have a lot of our body that doesn't tithe. Our dollars are really resulting in that. And you've taken yourself out from under the umbrella that I did that talk a few weeks ago, the protection of God. So I'm saying we got to get back to what Jesus says and say, Lord, I want to follow you. Who am I trusting in? Am I trusting in myself or am I trusting in God? God wants to be our refuge. He's our trust. We run to Him. Because He says if we will tithe, if we will give, if we will present ourselves, He will rebuke the devourer. I don't know about you, but the devourer can run through a few thousand dollars real quickly. Do I have a witness? Can the devourer run through some money real quick? Oh, yeah. And even for the righteous, our money gets spent up. But I tell you, we have a protection from on high. It's the refuge of God. I, I get so excited about this, just thinking about keeping our life in the city of refuge, walking with a pure heart. But this morning you're going, well, you know, I want that refuge stuff. Hey, forget that tithing stuff. That's kind of radical. Well, no, Jesus said, you know, you talk about truth and justice and mercy, but don't neglect the former things of bringing the tenth. So you, you follow scripture and, and you get the blessing of God. Matthew 23, I think it's 23 if you want to look it up. Number two, refuge is for the righteous, but refuge is not for the rebellious. If you're rebellious and wicked and uh, carnal and, and, and you're blown away from God, listen, I just say what Isaiah said, 48, 22. There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. No peace. They strive for it. They want it. They desire it. They will pay for it, but it's not for sale. It's a gift from Him. Now, don't answer this out loud. But I want you to think about it. Who is the avenger? Just think a minute. Who is the avenger? You go, well, I, I don't know. Who is the one that executes righteousness and judgment? It is God. God is the avenger. You're saying, well, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, you do. You already know the answer. See if you know this. Vengeance is saith the Lord. Wait a minute, what? Y'all knew. Vengeance is whose? God's. Not ours, but God avenges. God makes right. And as we trust Him, we can see that, Lord, You have made provision for those that had murdered or accidentally killed somebody. And God, You avenge the, the righteous. And you, you avenge us, God. You, you deal with us. And sometimes we just want to run from God. And we want to run from the situation. Like I said, He's omnipresent. He's already there. Because our loving Father is an avenger. I just want you to remember that. And Satan is a revenger. He's all about revenge. But Satan, I mean, God avenges us. Satan revenges. He's a revenger. He's a false comforter. Jesus said, when I leave, I will send a friend. He's the Holy Spirit. And he will remind you and he'll comfort you. And he'll be the teacher. He's a comforter. And the devil tries to come with a false comfort. And that comfort doesn't last. That comfort is not from God. It's from... Matter of fact, I want you to write this down. I think it's in your outline right here. Look at it quickly. God acquits 
Satan accuses. God acquits, Satan accuses. God will acquit us, but the devil will always come to accuse us. And I know that based on Revelations 12 and 10. And then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power of the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers, who accuses him before our God day and night, has been hurled down. Lucifer, Satan, devil, whatever you want to call him, he's an accuser. Have you ever dealt with the accuser? He's always accusing you. He's always lying to you. But the thing is, we will fall for these lies. We need to cast stones of truth. We need to cast the stones of Scripture. We need to walk in the fullness of God. And we overcome the one that comes to tear us. I want to say it this way. God brings conviction. God convicts. Satan condemns. This morning, if you're walking in condemnation, that is not from your Father on high. Can I tell you that right now? Some of you are walking around, I'm just condemned. Just condemned and going to hell. You don't have to go to hell. You can choose Christ. You know, well, I'm just condemned. I'm just, I'm just so wicked. I'm just so sinful. And who's going to beat you up at every point? The devil. And God says, no, but I come to give you freedom. So we don't have to walk in condemnation. Jesus said it this way. I didn't come to condemn, but I came to save. I love that. He's a savior. We always talk about his name. He's, he's my savior. But a lot of times we just kind of walk away from it. We go, well, He's not. I mean, see, we don't go, Jesus, would you come into my heart and be my condemner today? No, we don't. Redeemer, King, Lord, friend, Savior, come. You know, I don't, I don't want to walk in this condemnation. I don't even want to serve with people that are all into this. You know, they're, they're running from the omnipresence of God, although you can't run from it because it's everywhere. But I just think we need a safe place. And that's what I'm trying to talk about today. Refuge. Cities of refuge. A church. His presence. There's healing there. Move here. Listen to this passage from Isaiah, the 30th chapter, the 15th verse. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it. See, God's always been in repentance and He always will be. And in that place of repentance, as we run to Him, we find strength in our God. We find strength in our salvation. We find that we can choose to receive it, or we can choose to push it away. And I pray that we'll run to the place of refuge. We'll, we'll, we'll run to the throne of grace and say, Lord Jesus, I want to be where you are. I want to be right there in your presence. See, if, if you diagrammed it out, you'd have like the righteous on this side and you'd have the, um, the rebellious over here. And the righteous would be the angels and the ministering spirits. That's how they minister unto salvation and they minister to us. And the rebellious, would be a, a demonic legion. They would be out, the devil, he'd be out to steal, kill, and destroy. He's out to kill us. Where do you want to fall? On the righteous side or the rebellious side? Where do you want to fall? The righteous. That's following Christ. That's following with all your heart and say, Christ, I followed you. Oh, Christ, the solid rock I stand. I mean, we sing all the songs of the faith and the hymns, and we can sing all the great praise and worship music, but we just sing it. Are we walking in it? Are we saying, Lord God, you're the high place? If you look here, Psalm 24, 3. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in this holy place? Those that have clean hands and a pure heart. Where do you find yourself this morning? Do you find yourself righteous? Number three. Refuge is for those who will run to God. And they'll run there ever quickly. In the storm. One thing the refuge will do is provide you with strength. In the shelter, in the tabernacle, of the Most High. 
There's strength. Have you run there lately? Are you trying to do it on your own? Oh, man, I, I got some grade A flesh some days. How about you? I can do some stuff in my flesh. and Man, it stinks. It's nauseating. It's frustrating. And when I finally get to the end of myself and I run to him, the Bible says, pour out your heart to him, O God of Jacob. Pour out your heart to God. Are you pouring out your heart to God this morning and saying, God, I've tried to make refuge my bank account, my portfolio, my, my possessions, my personality, my gifts, my standing, my iPod, my God, whatever. That is who I am. And God says, pour out your heart to me. Run to me. Listen to what Psalm 910 says. Those who know your name will trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. He's never forsaken those who run to him. Maybe this morning you find yourself and happens around here a lot. I get a call and a marriage is in trouble. A wife has been abandoned by her husband. And she's broken and she has the kids to care for. Somebody's just been rushed to the hospital. They've just gone to the doctor. They just got a report. I just got a report of a, of a good friend of mine. I was in his wedding many years ago. He's a pastor in North Alabama. I just found out he's been fighting severe cancer. And man, I went on the blog. I thank God for that. And I began to read about his story. And I've been, just write down the word Tony Johnson. Will you do that? Tony Johnson, good friend of your pastors. Pastor Tony Johnson serves a church up in North Alabama. Man, he's just gone through like 28 treatments of radiation and chemo. I'm just praying for his healing. But you see, we get those news. Maybe this has been happening too much in our city. Hey, I got two more weeks at the job and they're closing my plant. They're closing our store. They're downsizing. They're eliminating my position. You better find a place of refuge to run. And the refuge is God. He's strength. You bring your, your fear. You bring your worry. You bring your doubt to Jesus and go, Lord, be my refuge. I trust in you, God. But a lot of times we go, no, I'll just trust in me. Psalm 9, 91, 1 and 2. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Do y'all find strength in that verse? Isn't that a great verse? It says, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He's your refuge this morning. He's a living refuge. He's an alive refuge. And then I want you to turn here, if you got your scriptures here, open up to the book of Psalms and turn over to chapter 62. Found these as I was preparing for this. Some great passages. Psalm 62, verse 1. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Does that sound like a man that has found strength? Yeah. Look at verse 8. Trust in Him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts to Him. For God is our refuge. Can you say this with me? God is my refuge. Say it with me. God is my refuge. Do you believe that? You're saying, well, no, you just conned me into saying it. I pray that you say, God, I run to you. I trust you, God. Lord, where I find you, I find strength. Uh, I'm going to give you, a, I'm not going to pronounce the Hebrew words. When, when you say Hebrew words, you have to like spit, you know, and like you, you know, make different sounds. But I've already done that with my amplifier this morning. Okay. Listen to this. The word shelter, here's what it means in Hebrew. A place to hide from your enemies. If you find yourself running from enemies, God is a shelter. The word refuge, as I already said earlier, it, 
It is a place to run for what? For safety. And we need to have safekeeping, and God is there. And then let me give you this one, fortress. Fortress means He is the one who keeps me. I like that concept. He keeps me. He can keep me safe. You, you that are parents, you, you pray and you work hard to keep your kids, your little ones, safe. You want them to be sheltered. It's like the, the, the wing of the, of the chicken or the bird. You, you want to keep it safely nestled, don't you? you? You want to protect them. You know, just in a week and a half, Don and I send off our baby to university. And we've done everything we can, and we will pray and we'll continue to stand in the gap and always be there for her. But she launches into adulthood in a lot of ways. And, and I'm praying that she's going to stay safe right there with Abba. Because Daddy's not going to college with her. Aren't you sad, sweetie? I, I'm not going to the university with you. I'm not going to be your roommate. She's going, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. She has a new roommate. She's trading me and her mom in. But the eternal refuge is at Troy. The eternal refuge is in Prattville. The eternal refuge is in Mobile, in Birmingham, in California, in Brazil, and in China. Do you know what I'm saying now? The eternal refuge is eternal. Because He's omnipresent. I, I, you know, you're like, oh, I kind of like this omnipresent thing now. This is kind of cool. See, Michelle, when you go to the hospital to have Ruby, God will already be there. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, <laughs> you will need it. And he will also provide drugs when you get there. Legal. But let me go back to the text. I'm going to get in trouble. Okay. Yeah, y'all know what I'm saying? A lot of times we got, man, you know, we get it. So we don't, we don't get it. So I just thought I'd break it down so we could all understand it. Okay, here we go. At least I understood it. I like this. I'm going to have Adam in just a minute. I, I, gotta, I just realized I got to hurry and finish here uh, for something to happen. Wow. I'm, man. Okay. Here it is. God is a hiding place. And we're, Adam's going to do that great song in the team, Hiding Place. He's a safe place. Let me give this to you quickly. Get ready to write. The word hiding place, hiding, secure. I found it in Scripture, all these places. Write down seven times. Psalm 17, 8, 27-5, 31-20, 32-7, 91-1, 119-114, and Psalm 143-9. all those verses, you can begin to see what the psalmist was crying and hiding. God, fill our mind, fill our hearts, fill our souls with the Scriptures. And fourth, refuge brings about rest and peace. Rest in peace. That's what we find. There's a time to advance and there's a time to retreat. And this refuge is more about retreating unto Jesus. And you find in His presence there's healing. You turn the TV off. You put the newspaper down. You put the magazine or the book or the iPod. You turn it off. But you enter into the healing presence of Jesus Christ. I find that is my refuge. And He's your refuge if you'll run there. The psalmist says... Cease striving. Be still. Relax. Chill out, Bubba. It doesn't say that, but it should. And know that I am God. Psalm 46. It's a beautiful psalm. The presence of God. You're troubled. You're discouraged. You're afflicted. You're persecuted. You're in despair. I've got good news. Draw near. Draw near. James said it this way. Come near to God and He will come near to you. James 4.8 Come near. So we can worry or we can worship. You can worry, you can worship. Move to this with me real quickly. But find rest in Him. Here's in this little box from David Hill, I like this. If we're to rest, we have to do some things. Number one, we have to calm down emotionally. 
1 Peter 5, 7, we have to just slow down, chill, calm down, let God begin to be our peace. Number two, we slow down physically from those things that are demanding things of us and our strength and our energy. There's seven ages of man. I like this. Spills, drills, thrills, bills, ills, pills, and wills. The seven stages of man. And we just talked about wills the other day. Okay. Point C, you settle down mentally. And I think as we settle down mentally, we get a, a focus of who Jesus is. We begin to meditate on the Scripture. And Isaiah, back to him, in the 26th chapter, the third verse, he says, You will keep in peace, in perfect peace, him whose mind is steadfast, he who trusts in you. Do you trust in Christ today? Right now, I'm just going to quickly open this up. And um, I'm going to invite Adam. He's going to do... You're ready to do hiding place, aren't you? Oh, Adam's coming. There we go. I turned around and went, Richard, just sing it, brother. I've heard you sing. Okay. Uh, but he was not Adam. Okay. We're going to do a great song, but I want, I want to do something. We've we got a few minutes, and we have to do this. we still got to get the video and the offering in. My goodness, time flies when you're having fun. But I want us to open up this altar. And I, I'm just going to invite some... No, Jeff. I'm going to invite some of you quickly to come. Come to the mercy seat. Come to the altar of the Almighty. Right now, on this song, as Adam sings over us, hiding place, <laughs> I'm going to invite you to come. Make Christ your refuge.